Welcome to Style Zephyr, brought to you by the Alec Bradley Cigar Company, home of cigars like Tempest, Coil, Sanctum, Mondial, and Cigar Aficionado's 2011 Cigar of the Year, the Prensado, makers of premium cigars since 1996. Live true with Alec Bradley. And now your hosts, Kevin Quinn and Arthur Mingo. Alrighty, folks, this is Kevin coming at you with another episode of Style Zephyr. We're going to jump right on into this bad boy. Got a really great friend of mine on the line right now, one of our first official interviews on the show. Amazing friend of mine. We got Miss Heather Miller with us. Heather, how are you doing tonight? Very well, Kevin. Thank you. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. A little old, a little tired, feeling a little gassy, but otherwise just another <laughs> paradise, right? Yeah. Heather and I, I are... Uh, I can feel you on that. Right, right. We're uh, very, we're both very ladylike in the uh, gaseous anomalies department. Both uh, old college buddies and kind of started to pursue our own little, <laughs> uh, life passions as far as style and fashion and kind of uh, like the lifestyle around it and wanted to start dabbling a little bit more into the ladies uh you know needs and you know necessities as far as style goes now heather you're into i think i'm going to say it right again esthesiology how did i do sure great um <laughs> esthesiology aesthetics um whatever rolls off the tongue better for you i usually say aesthetics personally gotcha gotcha all righty now, for the folks not too familiar with that, because, again, you know, not too many other podcasts are going to kind of dabble into both for guys and the gals. So as far as from a lady's perspective, um, just kind of, you know, what kind of starts it for you and, you know, what kind of just made that inspiration or that muse for you as far as getting into like a, an industry or a craft or, you know, a trade even like that? Well, um, it started for me when I was about... Uh, 13, 14, uh, my mom, you know, she, I've always had like dry skin that's been pretty sensitive. And uh, my mom, when I was 13, she's like, okay, it's time for you to start, you know, doing a skincare routine because it's important to start young and protecting your skin. And, um, you know, it's time, you know, you're, you're old enough now to be allowed to start wearing makeup, you know, a little more on like a daily basis. So she took me to the Knick counter and, you know, got me products for my skin and everything, but they actually didn't really do anything to help it. They just made it worse. So that got me started on really trying and doing a lot of online research on different products and trying things out and finding what was going to work best for me personally. And I've always been a very artistic, creative person. So, um, Really, as far as like color theory, shade and light, everything like that, um, makeup especially just ties very naturally into that. And so really, I, I think it's a great career, especially for um, those those creative artistic people out there who enjoy working on the skin as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now, see, and even personally speaking, because I tend to have, um, you know, just in bri- bridging that gap more between the, you know, ladies and gents. You know, even for guys, um, I think as I started getting older a little bit more, I started realizing that I had, you know, in certain areas like more dry, more flaky skin. Mm-hmm. Would, would you consider it effeminate or like not, you know, kind of like compromising masculinity even for guys to have, to, you know, even like a skincare regimen or whether it's moisturizing or 
No, 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 absolutely not. I think it is something that is essential for, um, for all humans, as far as, um, as you get into your, like getting into your teens and your, um, young adult age, because it, I mean, it's all about protecting your skin and prevention. I mean, it's just so crucial to keeping the skin balanced and healthy and that, that goes for, that goes for everybody. So it's actually becoming even more and more common for men to start trying more skincare. I mean, I would say the men's skincare um, industry, like part of that industry has really boomed the last several years. Um, I used to work at Ulta Beauty for a while, of course, and they had several men's lines. I've seen many, many men's lines. You know, I, I can take my time to Google, and whether it's a matter of Ask Men or GQ or so on and so forth, it just seems that even for guys alone, there's just so many different avenues and so many different options and varieties. And is there a right answer? Or I think if it's um, Kiehl's, like I, I see them on Michigan Avenue quite often, and they try to, you know, kind of diagnose like the, you know, how hydrated your skin is and whatnot. Kind of going back a little bit more to ladies, um, when you realized for yourself at that age, like that 13, 14 years old, what was kind of, where do you, where can you start with that? Like where does, you know, because we can get into brands and fragrances and colors. Mm -hmm. What are like basic essentials? Like what are fundamentals for the craft? As far as a routine or as far as my career? Um, well, let's start with your career. What would you say, like, kind of got you started down, you know, for where you have gone to now? Well, I've tried so many things nowadays, like, over the years that I don't really remember, like, what one of my first products probably was. Although, I do recall um, a certain St. Ives moisturizer. I think it was their vitamin E and collagen moisturizer in a jar that I particularly liked for quite some time. <laughs> Um, until it decided to stop working for me several years later. But that kind of thing happens. Your skin does go through um, a shift every seven years, your skin and your body itself. Mm -hmm. um, I've, and I've, I definitely have, like, noticed when those shifts happen for me over time. Um, it's usually nothing major, but I, I can tell. Mm -hmm. um, so as far as me being inspired with my career, I would say um, it really started back when I was around like 2021. 20, I was driving around town back in Springfield one day and I was thinking, you know, I, I've been working two jobs for a while now, but I'm, I've not really gone to college. What would I really like to do for my career? And makeup and skincare was always a, a passion for me, especially getting, getting more and more into it in high school and trying more things. And um, one day I saw a billboard for Springfield's um, Cosmetology and Aesthetics School and mm. thought to myself, wow, I, I think this could something, be something that I very much enjoy. And so I told my parents about it and, you know, they said, well, if, if you feel passionate about it, we think you should go for it. So they were, they were always very encouraging of me as far as, you know, what I had a lot of interest in. And even to take it even further as far as how training and education goes. So, you know, if maybe, for example, if you want to be a chef, you go to Le Cordon Bleu. If you want to be an automotive engineer, you go to, 
maybe like a you know a certified maybe like in a junior college program or if there's any programs mm-hmm. like that if you wanted to pursue that uh training even more for yourself or even making recommendations for younger girls or younger ladies who might want to um go through let's just say like in a perfect world type setup what do you think uh would be like an ideal career path or is it just a matter of using what best resources you have for you and doing your own research or what would you say is like in a perfect world scenario like is it certification is it college or what would you recommend well i definitely recommend if you're getting into aesthetics you want to go to a good um cosmetology slash aesthetics school or program at a specific school for that um one that has that will meet every that will require you to meet every requirement to be eventually licensed by your state because each state does have certain qualifications as far as how many hours of education you need how many hours of continuing education you need every year or two years to renew your license so continuing education i mean education education that's a huge factor I definitely recommend taking as many classes as you would like to or you can because the more, you know, the more you study those different treatments, the more you find different techniques to do your, do your different services and treatments, um, whether, whether you decide to specialize across the board, whether you specialize in makeup or or skincare specifically, or even face and body waxing specifically, that is so important because the more you get that education, the more you will stand out to your employers and the more you'll learn. Even in that regards then, is there anything, such a thing as maybe like can, could ladies or even gentlemen, you know, whatever, are there internships or can you get mentorships or is it just a matter of kind of like field work or because even like when, again, because we were both, we both met at UIS and I wanted to, um, I decided to get my minor in theater and in order to finish it, you had to do what they called the practicum and it was literally, you mm-hmm. had to work hands-on on a U of I um, stage production mm-hmm. for ECCE, um, ECC uh, or ECCE. That was essentially like the internship program. So that was when I had interned at Midwest Family Broadcasting. And even then, in terms of competition, would it be like being a communication guy in Chicago, thinking my balls were bigger than the mountains, and all of a sudden, (laughs) I I mean, like I got interviewed by Q101. It was still legitimately Q101 at that time. Um, Had a huge prospect in working there in a sales Mm -hmm. position. Next thing you know, they had got acquired, that got liquidated. And even then, you still got Columbia you got, you know, the Illinois Center for Broadcasting. You have these various um, avenues of training. And even if local community colleges or even if UIC had any classes, um, and, and then, of course, all that talent getting injected back into the job market and now, Q, you know, 101.1, whatever it is, in whatever form now being what it is, what what's, like, the, com- the competition as far as that? Like, is it, like, a healthy environment still? Or is it, you know, is it affected by the online commerce as brick and mortars now have to deal with? Or how has that environment become? Well, I I would say as far you're talking more as far as competition while you're looking for positions in that career. Sure, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, granted, yes, it is. It, the beauty industry, of course, has blown up within the last. I mean, even ten, fifteen years, there's been so much growth, exponential growth, 
And um, so, the, the granted, the competition has increased quite a bit. Um, I would say the key is um, you really want to make sure you have that eloquent professional presence with your clients um, while still being able to foster and maintain really good relationships. And you really want to know how to learn your client's skin almost as if it was your own. And you also want to, of course, like I said before, get that education, find some kind of trick or technique in your work that makes you stand out above the others who, you know, say they, they're good at facials, but it's just pretty basic. Mm-hmm. If there's some way or if you get really good at facial massage, some, somehow you can incorporate something unique into your work. Well, hey, it's all about that self-marketing, so that's very admirable. That's, you know, I don't know about you folks, but I got a whole new appreciation for this so far. Heather, thank you so much. <laughs> We're going to take a really quick break. All that more with uh, Ms. Heather Miller on some really great makeup tutorials. We're going to go back into uh, a little bit more into her style, inspiration, and uh, some outlook for uh, outlook and insight for the rest of us. Stay tuned. Hi, my name is Alan Rubin, and I'm the founder and owner of the Alec Bradley Cigar Company. For 20 years, Alec Bradley has been raising and reinventing the bar for premium cigars. Based in the United States, we grow, harvest, and handcraft the finest cigars utilizing the highest quality tobaccos from around the world. Our quality has been featured in numerous publications worldwide, including Cigar Aficionado, winning Cigar Aficionado Cigar of the Year in 2011 with our Prinsado line. While we're proud of our accomplishments, we're most proud of doing what we do with passion and an emphasis on family. We oversee every aspect of cigar manufacturing with a care and attention to detail that is unmatched. The end results are cigars that bring people together, enhance relationships, and moments that are well-deserved by those who choose to participate. At Alec Bradley, we have our own flavor, uniqueness, and style. Each cigar is its own experience and is true to itself. As a first-generation cigar maker, we don't have generational history, but we honor the timeless traditions associated with fine cigars, and it's time for us to start our own traditions. So come live true with Alec Bradley. For more information, please visit us at www.alecbradley.com. We proudly pair Alec Bradley with style Zephyr to be true to you. Hello there. Welcome to Retail Row on Styles Effort. A lot of people have strong feelings about online shopping versus local small businesses and brick and mortars that make up our communities. The truth is, there are some very passionate and well-experienced folks out there that are experts at the craft and want to help teach you how to shop and buy better. Tune in to Retail Row on Style Zephyr, the folks with experience and expertise in their respective industry will shed light on their own inspiration to help your style be true to you.
and we're back. Thank you again so much for tuning in to this episode of Styles Ever. Heather, thank you once again for taking the time to be with me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Because uh, we're going to get into just some more personal inspirations uh, to kind of wind things down career-wise and, I guess, advice and suggestions. As we were just talking about our inspirations from the movie Delbridge Prada, and it seems that, that just so many people who kind of get into the industry or if you're just a fan of fashion in general, you've taken some tidbits and inspiration from that. Um, so from, you know, your rightful age or up there of 27, I think. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're 27. Um, from from when the day that you started up until now and um, hoping that you're at least happy or content at least now where you are in your career, what kind of advice or suggestions would you give to boy, girl, man, woman that want to start out in that industry as far as training or maybe are hesitant if they're intimidated or scared by anything? What do you think that maybe even like a younger you might tell you or what would you tell these these folks that want to start this? I mean, really the key is passion. You have to find, I mean, you have to find something that you feel like you're going to be happy with, even if it's 10, 30 years down the line. And what I love about the aesthetic field personally, um, one of my favorite things is that you have so many options as far as um, where you can go with it. Like I mentioned before, you can specialize in skincare, especially you can, especially you can specialize in the makeup artistry. You can specialize in waxing. You can choose to specialize in any combination of those three. I would say me personally, I lean most towards skincare and makeup artistry because those are my favorite to do. Um, And you also have so much flexibility as far as where you can work. Um, You can work in, for example, a hotel spa. You can work in a cruise ship at their spa. You can work doing makeup artistry for, say, even a nightclub for their performers. So you really have so many places that you can go. And as long as you keep up with, if you know, say, for example, you move states, you'll have to check the new state's um, licensing requirements for that career because it does vary from state to state. I would say um, what I love about being in Illinois as an esthetician is we have some of the highest standards for estheticians in the United States, and that way it makes things a little easier, say, down the line if I choose to move to a different state, I'll probably have most, if not all, of my qualifications already. Well, I mean, even from your initial kind of input as far as this, you know, the whole the industry and just kind of applying yourself to everything and just being aware of more things. Personally speaking for folks, like there was a handful of things that, you know, if ever made me self-conscious and, you know, the condition of my skin is one of them. And that's pretty important. And, you know, even nowadays with all these different health risks and, you know, exposure to whatnot and how risky it is. It's great stuff, great information. So it's a lot of very helpful information in there. And then, uh, so to kind of keep on rolling with things, we're just going to kind of, you know, a little bit more casual and a little bit more on the shallow end, your personal style. So like with myself, guys, you know, guys like Arthur and yes, even Heather is a, uh, an old classmate of good old Mingo. <laughs> Misses her Mingo, as we all do. Everybody needs a little Mingo in their life. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah, he's he's pretty Everybody loves a Mingo. It's true. He's pretty adamant that I'm one of those guys who like if I could have been born in any other time it would have definitely been the 20s and it wasn't even me saying that it was just him. 
And mm-hmm. so I would pretty much say that I am classic with a vintage twist. If, Very much so. Oh, yeah. See, everybody. Everybody. So for a, a gal like yourself, you are you are my pinup lady. How would you kind of describe yourself as far as how you've evolved over years or to just where you are now and how you personally see your, your sense of yourself? Well, for me, I, I was a little more casual, and but I was kind of a late bloomer. So once I really kind of got comfortable with myself and my body and got a little more extroverted, um, I would say my style definitely changed with that. I, I'm very girly girl. I am very feminine. So I do much prefer to wear things like dresses, skirts, nice tops. I do have a particular fascination with lace. I also very much enjoy the vintage style clothing as well, although I not own as many pieces of that style more so myself just yet. I am a huge admirer and I follow several pinup girls on, I I follow quite a few pinup girls on Instagram as well as I sort of have a little pinup board on Pinterest for style inspiration as well. Nice. Although I'll say they are much more willing to spend a lot of time on their hair than I am. That <laughs> I'd is, much rather work on my face. That is so true. And, like it, it's like when I think of like pinups, it's always like thinking of like your grandma or like great grandparents or whatnot, and like looking at their hair or like you watch old movies, like you watch like The Rocketeer or like you watch Boardwalk Empire and like those older like whoa. Thickly coiffed hair, like a whole can of hairspray in it. Yeah. I, I do not have the time or the want to do that. I am too lazy to do that majority oh. of the time. You know how cool that would look? Like, I would see you and just be like, what? It would be like the Brian Griffin, like, your like your freaking jaw hits the tabletop and just goes, oh, my God, she did that. Like, she... Well, who knows, doll, one day might surprise you. I, hey, I do have a set of hot rollers. So you never know. My God. I mean, Halloween is coming. Who knows? Or even then if we happen to have, like, it's always, like, around December where they always have those prohibition parties where it's always, like, 1920s themed and whatnot. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. Like, I haven't been to one in a few years. I think think Templeton Rye sponsored it. It was at the Chicago History Museum, and that is Mm -hmm. such a cool time. And you're supposed to win prizes if you come dressed up, and it's, like, naturally, like, I look at everybody's picture, and I was like, I want to outdress him. I want to outdress him. I want to outdress her. (laughs) You you pay more attention to style than probably any other guy I know. Oh, thank you. Yeah, once yeah. we... Uh... Sorry, definitely more than any other guy that I know. Oh, thank you. It's actually patent pending, but I'm going to tell you when we got off the interview about a uh, an idea that I had about as far as uh, a prototype for reinventing the pump. I think that you will find it quite uh, quite interesting. Sounds fascinating. <laughs> I'd like to hear about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, I get, again, it's patent pending, so just kind of make sure there's, you know... We're off the beaten trail with it, and if things go oh, well, got to keep it on the hush hush. That's true on the DL, but if all goes well, maybe I'll throw you a free pair. Who knows? <laughs> Sounds good to me. I do love a good pair of pumps. For sure, for sure. I would, I would also put. I would have to shave my legs first, <laughs> and I don't. In between my thigh waxings, I don't have time to shave my legs. I'm sorry, I don't have the threshold. Well, hey, if you need thigh waxings. You know who to call. <laughs> I'm going to book it. Alrighty, folks. <laughs> I'm going to check my schedule. Oh, good Can't Lord. wait. Yeah, Can't wait. Sure. This is mostly a PG show, folks. My apologies for the brief lapse in professionalism. But they are my thighs, and they're very important to me. And it's summertime. For sure, for sure. 
And even then, because I wasn't going to judge you too much, but even then as far as, I think the last time we had gone out, I think you had wound up wearing like one of those lace tops. And I mean, it was a colder day anyways, I think. But it did look pretty darn nice on you. Are you like a fan of Etsy at all for like the more artisan styles or just kind of whatever like looks good in your eye? Just kind of has a pretty good price and catches my eye. I do a lot of shopping online. So, I mean, granted, which isn't the best idea for me, considering I can be kind of hard to fit, but I've had some pretty good luck lately. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. I also love if I can find anything good at, say, a say a TJ Maxx or a Nordstrom Rack. I'm all about it. Oh, man, I was telling you, like, I have nothing against Marshalls. Like, I, I went shopping a few weeks ago, just kind of, like, checking the racks out, and we, we were just talking about Alan Edmonds' shoes a little while ago. And they're a couple hundred dollar shoes. And the next thing you know, I'm at, I think it was at the Marshalls, and there's a pair of $150 Allen Edmonds, like, refurbished, mm-hmm. super wide, ten and a half. And I'm just like, my God, if I didn't want to drown in that shoe, I would have been all over that guy. <laughs> just saying. Oh, darn. I know. Big shoes, big shoes. Yes. Well, Heather, we're gonna be uh, gonna be winding this on down. It's been a big old day here in the Windy City, and uh, you've got some amusement parking to do tomorrow, and I've got some day off to do tomorrow. So, absolutely, sounds delightful. Absolutely. Well, thank you so so much for the time with me today. I want to try to have Heather on every so often, as far as just kind of throwing out some style tips or anything for anybody. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to just leave with a quick thing. As far as just, like, rules of thumb for anything, do you have any, like, suggestions for folks or maybe, like, anything that maybe, like, you notice the most on the street and you kind of want to want to get off your shoulder or tips or advice or for guys or gals or anything really quick? Um, no advice right now except, ladies, I don't want to see your ass when you're wearing shorts. I I mean I I will admi- I will admire but I don't want to see them going up up the booty crack at all. <laughs> it's true. It's like you don't even know my name and I'm already introduced. Especially if you're underage. Especially if you're under eighteen, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, especially please. the gentlemen, just in case. You never cover know. that up. <laughs> it's 2017. I don't judge too much. All right. True. I just. It's just something that rubs me the wrong way. I mean, maybe in a different setting, sure, but especially if you're a teenager. That's just my opinion. Yeah, it's it's just creepy. <laughs> Heather, my dear. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, does your mom know you left dressed like that? Be like, yeah, she bought it for me. No? Oh, oh dear. Be like, oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. When, and I mean, granted, of course, once you're 18... Dress the way you want. I don't care, honey. You do you. Embrace your personal style. But when I when I was that age, we had what was called the bend over test. So if we bought skirts or dresses that did not cover everything while you were still bent over, then it was a no go. As I like to say, the trunk was open. You can you can see the groceries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool beans, cool beans. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Pretty pretty straight yeah. and narrow. Yeah, good times. Mm-hmm. Heather, my love, thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you. Folks, have a good night. This is Style Zappa. Remember to be true to you.